One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Listeners, it's time. Love Island season 5 hath cometh. I don't know about you, but we've been wearing bikinis under our clothes pretty much since last July. Yep, like athletes training for a marathon, we've been captioning our Instagram stories with oblique Drake lyrics and suckling on our branded water bottles in heated preparation for this moment. Nobody asked for a Love Island podcast from Vice, but you're getting it anyway. This is Vice Does Love Island, which is, for the next two months, your best and most loyal source of unofficial, non-ITV-affiliated Love Island chat for this fifth season of the show. I'm Emma Garland, features editor at Vice.com. And I'm Lauren O'Neill, staff writer at Vice.com. We'll be here every Tuesday and Friday to keep you up to speed on who's sticking it on who, and to unpack all the important talking points from this side of the villa's two-way mirrors. Later on in the series, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Vice staffers Nana Barr and Ruby Lott-Lavinia, as well as special guests throughout. Now please gather around the fire pit, hold hands and join us for our first instalment. Oh my God, Emma, I've got a text. What does it say? It says, thanks to ITV's choice to air a 95-minute episode, there's already been so many goings-on, I just don't know where my head's at. Well, Lauren, helpfully, we're launching straight into the first section of the podcast, which we're calling the Raunchy Recap. (laughs) That's so crap. (laughs) Yeah, so the first thing that happened on last night's episode is that get one of these, like, amazingly shit Love Island introducing contestants montages where they're all quitting their day jobs. Yes. My favourite bit was (laughs) Yuandi taking off her, like, lab coat to reveal a bikini. Yeah, that was very aspirational. It was, it was. (laughs) There was also Joe... The sandwich man making an enormous sandwich, which I hated. But he took the sandwich with him, which really is like <laughs> a real metaphor for how he's going to continue in this series because he has pretty much talked in sandwich metaphors so far. Yeah, he so. has. The first people to enter the villa were the girls, which is pretty usual. Yeah. There was Amy and Amber, then Anna, then Lucy, then Yuande, I think. And they did that thing obviously that Love Island makes them do every year where they wear bikinis and heels which is truly the most uncomfortable (laughs) possible state you could be brought into a heightened situation yeah the only thing that I can imagine that would be worse than eating on a first date is eating on a first date in a bikini and heels (laughs) And being judged yeah. by a cast of extremely Why you stand hot in a line with all the other hot women <laughs> yeah. and wait to be chosen. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, so then obviously the guys then entered and on that point, if like ITV insists on heterosexuality, which presumably at this point, series five, it kind of obviously does. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if like one year the girls could choose yeah I, feel I would like love that that would be actually way more savage and probably less awkward yeah because i feel like 
men typically tend to be way more obviously thirsty, so they would all step <laughs> forward for everyone. Whereas yeah. the women, especially this year, I noticed like were very hesitant. Yeah, they were to, like, commit. <laughs> totally, and I think for good reason. Personally, yeah. I saw them all standing in the line. It reminds me of just like a really depressing cattle market or yeah, something it's like, like walking that. Past a butcher's window. Makes me feel horrible. <laughs> yeah. So please, ITV, let the girls choose next year. Because my God, yeah, I can't deal with this. <laughs> Out of the contestants, who did you like and why? Like, who didn't do it for you? So my favourite so far, I think, is Yuandi, who is the Irish scientist. And she is coupled up with the fireman from Liverpool, Michael, Mm -hmm. who everyone kind of thought from his promo, like, trailer thing, he wouldn't really be all that because he called himself a 9 out of 10 and a hero. Yeah. (laughs) I have absolutely had to eat my words Yeah, unfortunately. I was like, he's coming way too ballsy. Like, he's going to show himself up in minutes. And actually, he's He's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. That's my official apology to him. (laughs) and he's a nine but the ten doesn't come from being a hero it comes from being a lovely boy in terms of who I wasn't so keen on surfer Lucy who keeps kind of trying to get her love island lingo in but I'm just it's very like mean girls stop trying to make fetch happen I swear she explained what bevd meant to like people like, oh yeah several doesn't it times. mean like sexy is yeah. it hot but also it's just like, the whole point of having a catchphrase is that it feels like localised slang already which is basically what it's always been before babe it's a drink for god's <laughs> sake <laughs> People were calling him the Dr. Alex of this year, but I actually didn't mind Welsh boy Callum. Me too. I think Amber just didn't really like him and that was the only issue. Also, I don't know what her deal is, but she's got a thousand yard stare going on and sort of talks in like basically one tone. Yes. I also do not like Anton. Yeah, no, he's got a weird snake energy. He's got a mean energy about him. I think he's going to screw a few people over. Yeah, he also was like, immediate in his trying to get what he wanted you know it's only the first day and he's already like fucking Amy over to like try and like get Lucy he didn't really make that good of an impression yesterday no he definitely didn't come across as very likeable no also his mother shaves his ass. oh my god yes (laughs) lest we forget Shaves, not waxes. Shaves. In Sterling's incredible narration. The prickly thicket that that will become in 10 years. Mm. So, couples-wise, Anton, who came in first, chose Amy, who mm-hmm. stepped forward for him. Sharif and Anna ended up together, and we got the amazing tidbit that he follows her on Instagram. Yeah. Which is astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it to her later, and it sounded so much like a threat. He yeah. was like, never forget, I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he said he's like followed her for about a year. Yeah, really long time. <laughs> Which is terrifying. And then, yeah, so we had Michael coupling up with Lucy, who then pired him for the sandwich man. At this point, I do want to say that I'm workshopping the name Sloppy Joe (laughs) for the sandwich man because that's a sandwich. (laughs) Um, And then that meant that Michael actually got lucky because this resulted in him being coupled up with Yuandi, who's a fellow scientist. And yeah, the final couple was Amber and Callum, who's the Welsh aeroplane engineer. Uh, They rounded out the numbers. Who had the the best quitting his job montage, I thought. He was like doing something that probably isn't even real to like (laughs) the fan of a plane and then throwing a spanner behind (laughs) him and walking off shirtless. Yeah, then we got two new boys. We right did. at the end of the episode, Tommy Fury, whose brother is Tyson Fury, and Curtis, whose brother is also famous, is AJ Pritchard from Strictly. Yes, a very low-key celeb. And the sort of crux of the episode is that he and Tommy will have to couple up with two of the girls, which will eventually leave two single boys. And when you're single in Love Island, that means you might get eliminated. 
Who will they be? Who will they be? <laughs> Emma, that's a lot of stuff. And as the great horse ebooks before me once <laughs> said, everything happens so much. But what does it all mean? Well, Lauren, that's what we'll be asking in our next segment, the emotional breakdown. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in general we saw a bit more diversity in the cast than we usually see yeah. on Love Island. Yeah, it seems like they made more effort to bring in like more men and women of colour. Like There were more older people, which was also pointed out. They were like, you're 28? Yeah. Oh, you're basically dead. Get off Love Island. <laughs> was it Amber that was like, 28? Oh my God. Yeah, she was like, to Callum, like, oh, so you're old then? That's <laughs> like 28, babe. Yeah, and there were a few people who were like basically more in their late 20s, whereas mm. last year we had Scottish Laura, who was framed as the hysterical old lady. Yeah, of the it was group, horrible. Because everyone else was 21. And yeah. it was sort of unfair, I thought, to make her sort of pair up with all these children men. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. I completely agree. Well, my um, One of my favourite of that older crew is Anna, uh, yeah. the pharmacist from yes. London, who I absolutely love, who is like a London Kardashian. Yeah. I think she's, she's awesome. Had, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, oh my God, my favourite bit of the whole episode, she walked in the villa and one of Amy or Amber was like, I love your skirt. Yeah. And it's just a, caro- a sarong made of crystals. Yeah. <laughs> it was so great. Um, yeah. yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, I think that... Obviously, in terms of body diversity, the show didn't do so well. Anna was kind of thrust in as what they're calling plus size, but you know she's still she's got an arse on her, basically. Yeah, (laughs) and she's she's like really obviously slim and of like traditionally attractive build, and so I think that. Their efforts at diversity are really important, but I don't quite think they're there yet, especially because we're still seeing some of the old themes keep playing out. For example, Sharif not being chosen by any of the women. And being like sort of pied off like twice. Yeah, and it was really similar. It made me think of Marcel in series three. Yeah. and obviously, yeah, they're both black men. Um, and I don't know, it felt hard to watch at that point. We see the same things in reports about dating apps like Tinder mm. and stuff like that, that yeah, people yeah. of colour like do struggle. Yeah. And when they sort of do talk to people that they experience prejudice comments and yeah. stuff like that. And I feel like in lots of ways, like this is kind of what we saw play out last night, which was a real yeah. shame. I mean, in terms of the body stuff, I do sort of wonder because we actually ran advice a piece by a plus-size writer, Harriet Minter, last week, which was Harriet talking about how actually she kind of isn't that bothered that there's no fat women in Love Island because actually it'd probably be really hard for those people. Mm -hmm. And I can totally see that. As much as it would be great to see that representation, when you actually think about what, you know, being the person doing the representing would feel like, especially from... Even in the villa, we've seen, as you've said, these things keep repeating themselves. Mm. But also outside of it, can you imagine the sort of comments that someone like that would get? It would be really hard. I think, unfortunately, the way that the show is set up is very, like, aspirational. And the goal at the end is basically to become a part of the fashion industry, essentially. And I think it's just a bit too uncomfortable to have what is, unfortunately, like, what's considered aspirational. That body type. Because that's the point of the show, really. Like, Mm. it is promoting a certain lifestyle. Totally. It's completely antithetical to then like include people of like more diverse body types because yeah. those two things can't coexist to make it sort of like fairer you would it basically have to be have everyone to, yeah or you'd even even like the early days of like Geordie Shore and stuff they were all just normal looking people yeah right I um, agree so it would have to be more like that 
rather yeah. than having this like aspirational thing and this yeah, essentially thing these people are all like models yeah right you <laughs> yeah. know and some of them are cast and they're already models like lucy <laughs> said that that's what she does for a living yeah um obviously this isn't ideal and actually i think love island would be better if it was just normal people who were cast on the basis of their personality yeah, to be honest exactly. it'd be a lot more interesting <laughs> and i kind of implore anyone at itv who's listening to think about that because that would be way better way more interesting but what we've got for now is 10 incredibly jacked people. <laughs> and 12, actually, not forgetting Tommy and Curtis, yeah. who were the last people to enter last night. In terms of elsewhere, what else did you notice on the show? What do you want to break down? Sloppy Joe. We Let's are talk. running with this name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's talk about this. And This is the Sandwich Man. Yes, Joe the from... Sandwich Man. <laughs> Southeast South London. London quotation marks. Hmm. It's Kent, hun. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about him because he is, as Megan Barton Hansen was before him, an ugly duckling, a late bloomer. He said this himself, by the way, in his promo. We're not just being mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will also claim the term ugly duckling for myself, even though I only really bloomed into a five and a half. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> I'm still putting myself in that category. But yeah, so like traditionally speaking, men tend to handle like getting better looking with like much less grace than mm. women. And when women get hot, they're basically like, oh, sick, I'm hot now. I don't need all this like validation from men. I can sort of do that for myself. Right. And they actually withhold their power from men a lot of the time. And then men, however, are like, sick, I'm hot now. Everyone's going to pay. I'm going to date <laughs> as many people as possible. All these men are going to respect me and all these women are going to be like... <laughs> Wow. In awe of me, essentially. I mean, I feel you. Do you think Joe has that energy? I do. And I say this because when Eyebrows Anton tried to move <laughs> to his woman, he was immediately shook. Yeah, he, he was. was. Very, he's genuinely, like, almost scared looking. Mm. And he became instantly sort of, like, withdrawn and really sort of, like, shifty. And just immediately you could tell that his confidence was thrown straight yeah, away. Yeah, and Sharif tried to give him some good advice. He which did. Was... He was like, yeah, bro, you just got to, like, be yourself. Like, let her choose. Like, really good, like, sound advice. Yeah. Really mature advice. The terror in Joe's <laughs> eyes when he heard this. Let her choose. What? <laughs> be myself. <laughs> what? Uh, so, yeah, I think we're going to see some ups and downs from him. Although he does seem to be a, a fan favourite because of his hair. Uh, and Harry the fact Styles. That he looks like Harry Styles drawn from memory. Yeah. People do keep saying he looks like Harry Styles. He doesn't really. He's no. just the most similar looking to Harry yeah. Styles. He wears floral cords. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> Awful. Also, Michael and Yuande, they're my favourite couple so yeah. far. I loved their little chat by the pool. I'm yeah. also really glad that they kind of ended up with each other because obviously Yuande didn't step forward for anyone and mm. they kind of ended up together. But it seemed like she mostly didn't step forward because she was unsure and thought that he looked like a bit of a heartbreaker yeah. rather than not being attractive to him yeah. so hopefully like their nice little cute situation will continue to blossom because they talked about like their common interest in science yeah. which is very sweet I'm into it I'm yeah me too to me too totally. they're, they're only two as like a couple that I'm very like yes I want to see what happens with you and I don't care if they don't you know end up together or anything. yeah but as people I'm very like they're very charismatic yeah and I'm drawn to them I'm into their storyline cool yeah me too I agree yeah I also noticed that Ian Sterling's sort of like narration mm. made quite a big deal out of the villa being this new refurbed thing when oh, yeah actually it's, yeah it looked, it, like, it looked like they just sort of like rearranged the deck chairs a bit and they've got a new <laughs> neon sign which says lit <laughs> 
I also really weirdly saw, you know, because they print the words yeah. on all the decking and stuff yeah. like that. One of them was like really small one, which said breadcrumbing, <laughs> um, which obviously is like a dating term about someone leading you on a bit. But I thought it's a bit heavy. Yeah. Just for the kitchen table. Like, you sure? <laughs> Bizarre. It's very Jenny Holzer. <laughs> yeah. Really? Fuck. <laughs> so. Is it time for our final segment? I think it is, yeah. So every episode, we're going to be closing the podcast with what we like to call Pretty Little Predictions, <laughs> which has no affiliation to a certain fast fashion brand. <laughs> this is where we're going to gaze into our crystal balls, make wildly inaccurate claims about what might happen next. So plot-wise, even though obviously this is an unscripted reality yeah. <laughs> show, um, who do you think Tommy and Curtis are going to pick? Ooh... That's a great Based question. Based on like three minutes of footage of both of them. Tommy, maybe Anna. I would love to see Tommy and Anna. I feel like yeah. that's such a power couple. Yeah, I I'm, want I'm that. literally going on power alone. Yeah. They both have like an enormous amount of magnetism. Yes. So they'll, e- they'll either repel or be drawn together. They'll be like a Jess and Dom from Series 3 yeah. type couple, <laughs> wouldn't they? And then they'll obviously get married on this morning like their predecessors. Yeah. <laughs> she needs someone who's like very... Musk. She needs a big man. Yeah, (laughs) she kept saying about how she needs a big man. And you know what? I appreciated it. You live your life, hon. Will Anton have his way with Lucy, Emma? Tell me. No, she obviously (laughs) clearly hates him. Yeah, he is quite gross. I don't like his approach at all. No, she also, like, didn't step Step forward forward for him. So she's not interested. Yeah. I kind of feel sorry for Amy, who did step forward to him. She's their air hostess from Worthing. Yeah. Um, and I really liked her. I think she's got cool, like, Danny Dyerish energy about her. She's really funny. She doesn't seem like she's about to take any shit from him. No, though. and I'm glad about that. Yeah. Good for her. Because, yeah, honestly, she needs to ditch him. I can see her and Curtis coupling up, actually. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I think that would be nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, let's hope for that. Yeah. Um. Which couples are doomed? Callum and uh, um, Amber are They've had completely it. doomed. Absolutely. I don't think they can. <laughs> yeah, they can't even look each other in the eye. Famously, he's too old. So. Yes. <laughs> and finally, yeah, which couples could go all the way? Hmm. I actually think Lucy and Joe, if they stay together, will probably do quite well. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying yesterday, a lot of the couples that do do well have coupled up immediately yeah so in the past two years the winning couple has been someone who formed in the first ever run so that was jack and danny last year and the year before that kem and amber Mm. and yeah they were both couples who you know on the very first day coupled up but i do think this year might throw that trend a bit because none of them seem to like each other (laughs) that much yeah it seems generally there's like very little like sexual energy there were no like charged glances right yeah just like that's a body. I quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> Put one. It by mine for a bit. Uh, yeah, it's very like choosing a packet of crisps rather than like <laughs> a lover. Yeah, I think Lucy and uh, Sandwich Man are my faves. Yeah. Not I, my faves, also... but like as in my bookie's favourite for now. More widely, whose white jeans will cut off their circulation first? Anton. It's just like. <laughs> No wonder he has to shave his ass. He won't be able to get the jeans on. I know. They were so tight. Also, Curtis was wearing white jeans. I forget about white jeans on men for like 10 months of the year. (laughs) And then Love Island happens. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, these people really do this. Yeah. How do they get them on? Do they have to do that thing with a clothes hanger? Um, My next question. How long will it take a high leg bikini to literally disappear into someone's body? I give it one week. It's probably already happened. Yeah. (laughs) 
just can't show it on camera. No. <laughs> also, the most important prediction, who's going to get the worst sunburn? Callum Mann. He's yeah, got it written all over from him. Bridget that Celtic blood. <laughs> it's not going to go well. Yeah, he's going to roast. That's it from Vicester's Love Island for today. Hope you join us next time when we'll know exactly who Tommy and Curtis picked to couple up with and hopefully won't have heard any more about Anton's mother literally shaving his ass. <laughs> so we're going to know who'll be left crying into their plastic Prosecco flute, uh, what allegiances will the new Islanders form, and we'll have all the answers and more on Friday the 7th of June. Vicester's Love Island is produced by Eva Krisiak and it is a Vice UK production. Please subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying it, be sure to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. See you, babes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.